This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Harrison Painter. Welcome to another in our MarTech series. Uh, this is a good day, right? Isn't this a good day? Should be a good day. It's, it's going. It's going to be a good day. Now you guys got to get up on those mics for this podcast. I'm telling you, um, that way it won't pick up the booms that happen outside with Harley Davidson's. Don't do it. Don't touch the mic. <laughs> and I have with me troublemaker and my brother from another mother, Greg Cryos. Am I close enough now, Doug? Yeah, you're close enough now. And Ryan Feniger of Two Fifty OK. And How you doing? Why, we are way overdue for a podcast. We are. Why is that? Did I never ask? You no, never you did. never invited us. Oh, that's messed up. It's kind of lame. It is kind of lame. Kind of lame. So uh, for those of you that don't know, 250OK is a sponsor of the MarTech site. So uh, go there, check them out. There's a couple of really good in-depth articles on them. Uh, one that's basically them versus a competitor and why you would go one direction. And then just an overview of the different modules within 250OK. Uh I won't do 250OK justice because you guys have literally, uh, it seems like every quarter you guys are putting out a really great new feature that's helping people. Um, But what I will say at the onset is that we utilize the tool personally and it's been invaluable to us uh, monitoring basically our inbox placement, blacklisting, whitelisting, you know, all of that stuff. So um, how do you explain your product and don't do elevator pitch. I hate those two sentence things because it's a comprehensive platform that you guys have. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the easiest way to describe to people what we do is we're kind of Google analytics for email, right? So, uh, we help you understand all those different signals that come in to be a successful email marketer. Um, some of those are deliverability related. Some of those are engagement related. Um, and, and all those data points really help you send better messages that people will convert on and also make sure that you're getting to the inbox. That's, that's awesome. And, and here's the misnomer for marketers out there that haven't really studied deliverability. Um, they're using a tool, you know, they're using their email service provider. They sent out, you know, 30,000 emails. They see a 20% click through rate. They see it you know, whatever, 30% open rate, um, what they don't realize and have no visibility into whatsoever is whether it actually got placed in the inbox or the spam folder, right? Right, yeah, kind of that, what we call the last mile. Yeah. Right, so, you know, when you use an ESP, they'll tell you, like Doug said, you know, your your delivery rate. And all that means is if you send 100 messages and 99 of those messages were accepted by the remote servers, of the subscribers on your list that your delivery rate was 99%. Then what happens? You know, from there to the inbox, what happens? And typically you'll go through a series of filters that look at all sorts of different things from your reputation of your sending IP address, your sending domain, your authentication. Um, If you have a DMARC policy and that's in configured properly, you may actually end up uh, telling an ISP to delete your mail or put it in the spam folder. content filters, you know, in the case of Gmail, they're even doing it on a mailbox level, you know, so, you know, if all three of us signed up for the same newsletter here, Gmail may decide that Doug really likes it, should go to Doug's inbox. Greg, they're not quite sure about, they'll put some in his inbox and some in a spam folder. And Ryan never does anything with those messages. So they're going to put all of his messages in the spam folder. Wow. So they're hugely sophisticated. 
And the, and the the expense that companies go through for email acquisition is significant. Yep. It takes everything to garner the trust of somebody to actually get that email address. So it it seems bizarre to me that if you're a major e- if you're a major email marketer, and I, I when I think major, I probably think a hundred thousand messages are up. But there's obviously the you know I don't know how how many businesses are at the top that are sending millions of emails or billions. Yeah, we have lots of customers in the ten million, hundred million, billion range. It, so so hundred million emails. What was the cost to get those email addresses? Right to build that trust and acquire that just to get that, and then. Half of them might be going to the spam folder, and you don't even know it. Could like why? Why? Yeah. And so it, it it's it's really like pouring money down the drain if you're investing in acquisition and then not measuring, you know, inbox placement. It just seems bizarre to me. Yeah, well, and there there's a couple of things there too, right? So on the marketing side, that cost of address, you know, acquisition is probably pretty high. But what makes people kind of have a spammer behavior when it comes to email is sending it is really cheap, right? And so then take away that mail stream and let's look at the transactional stuff. What about all the receipts from your online purchases? What about notifications, password resets? What about all that other mail um, that you still get? How valuable is that, you know, that your users rely on? You know, if you're locked out of a website and they send you a password reset and you never see it, then what do you do? Does it invoke a customer service call? Does it invoke, you know, other actions from a user? That can get expensive as well. So, you know, knowing kind of what's happening is critically important, whether you know it's a marketing mail stream or not. The other, I mean, this is something that I don't think everybody thinks about, but it's entirely possible, and we've seen this where um, there's a there's a big difference between what happens for your existing users and what happens for new users. Right, so I, I, you know, I'm I, Gmail or, or, or Hotmail, you know, where, where personalization is is more prevalent, are, are good examples of this, right? So, you know, I'm, I've been on a list for a long time. I open the mail, it shows up in my inbox, but you know, uh, but but the overall reputation of that sender's has degraded. Let's say over time, they go to send to a brand new user, and that may not show up in their inbox, right? So there there could be a a, a divergence over time, uh, based on practice, and and that's something that's not necessarily easy at all to see it drives me crazy it really drives me crazy this industry is i mean without a tool like yours um people just have no clue you're you know and the funny thing is is uh people always hold the sender responsible so if your client doesn't get the password reminder they call you and say hey we didn't get that password and you're like well i sent it yeah i didn't get it but I sent it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and all I know is I got the 250 okay message, right? I yep. got the message from your server that says you received it, you know, and that's the biggest thing to me is people don't go call Gmail when they don't get an email. They don't. They don't. Well, but there are mechanisms for them to tell them, yeah. right? And right. so, I mean, whether you're Gmail or Microsoft or, or even a smaller, even if you use like your Comcast address, right? All of those guys have one common goal. They want the user experience to be as positive as possible and they want to protect their users. Yeah. So, you know, they look at a variety of signals. In the case of, again, Gmail, they're hugely sophisticated. Look at what we call engagement metrics, such as like replies, stars, you know, how quick 
you know, from the time you logged in to delete it? Did you delete it? Did you folder it? Did you do any other things? Now, the reason everybody else doesn't do that is because it's hugely, hugely expensive to do that. The amount of computing power that you need to do it, the amount of data that's required to do it accurately and correctly yeah. is really hard. So, you know, they're able to do it because, well, they're Google, you know, yeah. right? Um, you know, Microsoft is a little bit behind. Uh, Yahoo was doing a little bit even less, those guys rely primarily on the spam versus not spam buttons, which again is that signal. That's that phone call to them. But so we even have a problem there, right? And that's that consumers, instead of unsubscribing, hit the spam button, right? Yeah, but they, I mean, these guys are smart enough to know and to run all sorts of, you know, test algorithms on, on samples of ham and spam to see how that would interact on things. Wait, they, wait, wait a second. Did you say ham and spam? Yeah, good males called ham. Always has been. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. How did you work at Exact Target for so long I and don't not know. know that? I would figure good would be bacon, but <laughs> bacon is good, you know, but <laughs> there's no, doesn't rhyme there's with no spam. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> now we're getting into semantics. Yeah. You know, like, let's just let's get back on track. No. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they look at all these things. They, they have, you know, sample, you know, uh, corpora of mail that they look at, run test algorithms against. They want to make sure that, you know, everything they do is not going to create a huge problem. Um, and they try to do that, you know, ahead of time. Uh, again, Gmail being, you know, a, a Google app is, you know, ahead of everyone in their machine learning and the yeah. stuff that, that they really do. But um, let me ask you something. Obviously, there's, you know, there, the the amount of spam nowadays is just in my in my inbox. It's probably a ten to one, right? Ten spams versus one email message. Yeah, okay, but what do you consider spam? Let, let's start there. I did not sign up for it, and I'm getting solicited over and over again. Yeah, and so I, you know, if you think about. If I were to go out and ask most people what they think spam is, I think they're still thinking it's the really bad stuff, right? It's the it's the Bills pharma, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. all the really bad stuff. And so, yeah. you know, most of that stuff is coming through botnets. You know, botnets are, you know, infected machines that are are being controlled by you know, uh, you know, a mothership somewhere we call a bot herder. Yeah. You know, that, that's telling them, hey, you know, you're connected to your cable modem. It's firing out spam. You have no idea that you're. Right your machine is infected and doing that. And, you know, that's where a lot of that really bad stuff comes from. And those guys have gotten way ahead of that problem. What we call gray mail is the problem that you're talking about, right? So, you know, implicit permission, yeah. you know, so for example, I buy something from your store, you think it's a great idea to add me to your email list. Right. I didn't want to be added to your email list. I bought something from your store because I Googled it. It came up on Google shopping as the cheapest price. Right. I bought it. Now you think I, you know, that I care about you and your brand and I don't. Right. right? And so, you know, I may mark that as spam instead of unsubscribing. Right. But, but the problem is, again, is most of these guys can, can get away with that. Um, you know, secondly, what we see in the B2B world is, you know, um, you know, I interacted with somebody at a company. Those people then are turning over their address books to their CMO or their email marketing manager. And then I get added to the company list. Again, didn't ask for it. Don't care about your I, brand. I do that all the time. I know you do. And I market a spam, which is maybe why you have a problem with Gmail. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, I note, mean, note to self right. unsubscribe, Greg. <laughs> That's right. It'll still happen. It's not just me. <laughs> 
But I mean, that's, you know, that's the reality of, of what we deal with. And again, because email is so cheap to send, people have what I call a spammernomic mentality. Yeah. They have the economic mentality of a spammer. They think it's a volume game. Yeah. Why? Because sending, you know, targeted, relevant, you know, timely messages is hard to do. Right. And, you know, um, you know, that's where I see opportunity. That's where I think, you know, companies like 250OK can, can help solve those problems. And I, I like how you got into some of the, some of the deep, you know, kind of uh, details of inbox monitoring and what Gmail's doing. And where I was going was, and, and I love that you defined the gray mail because that's, that's the problem area, right? Is, is the problem is that sometimes the algorithms and, and the things that Google's doing to, to stop bad people is also stopping good people. They've gotten to a point now where you don't really see a lot of false positives of stuff going. You, it, it's, it's really, that's largely eliminated. I mean, if we look at our customer base, and I won't, we won't name them, but um, if you look through the customers and you, you look at the ones who are having problems, it's because they probably are doing things that lead to them deserving to have problems. Yeah. Um, the people who have good inbox placement have worked really hard to make sure their lists are clean and that their customers or recipients are engaged and that they're sending timely and relevant content. And we are very much in a world now, it doesn't, it doesn't, deliverability is, is, is not so much on the service provider anymore as it is on the customer, especially for people who are using dedicated IP addresses to send mail. Fascinating. So, uh, uh, so to the email marketer, right? So you're an email marketer and your boss is asking you at the weekly meeting, what's the list size? What's the list <laughs> size? What's the list size? Right? Yep. This is the reality. At, it's the wrong question, but yeah. yes. But it's the reality at a lot of the, companies. The right question is what is the engaged size? Yeah, I love that. Right? How, many people are, how many people are reading our mail or are engaging with it? Right. How many people are, are are taking an action that we want them to take as a result of our campaign? Yeah, you know, and having a million people on your list, if if it's of horrible quality and you're getting it blocked everywhere, doesn't really make a difference, right? Right, exactly. You know? But this is the only medium where that matters, right? If you look at print advertising or you look at any other form of advertising, banner ads, impressions, blah blah blah, doesn't matter, right? All that is volume based, and so now you well, have it's a, it's a vanity metric. It's sure. I have a huge list size, and I and the other problem. Is is, uh, you know, so I have that unique problem of being a publisher. It's even what, worse for you. What do my advertising rates depend on? How big that that how distribution big my is. list is. Not how many people click through. Yeah, but what if, cares. what if you knew? I know. But what? here's the thing. What if you said though? So if you told me that, let's just say, you know, that that your list size was 100k, right? And you know, let's say it's a company that. Um, you know, makes I'd these have to buy a list to get it yeah. that big, Greg. Well, <laughs> fair enough, <laughs> right? So, what if it's a company that makes these microphones, right? That that we're talking on, and you know, they say, well, Doug, you know, who does a podcast, who talks to a hundred thousand, you know, marketing tech yeah. guys, you know, this would be a great place for us to advertise. Now, if Doug asked all of his subscribers, how many of you do a podcast, do anything with recording, and only a hundred people said yes. Right. Isn't that a more relevant right. metric Absolutely. to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so th that's where we're trying to go is like, that's what it should be. Yeah. But the problem is that's what it's not. Right. And again, because it's too cheap to do, you know, everybody, nobody has any incentive, you know, to, to do anything but that's, be volume-based. And, that, and that's the problem is, uh, like, I, I love the fact that the advertisers on our site stay with us. And I do bulk pricing, for one thing. And, and I tell them, test it and leave if if you're not getting 
the response that you want. And then I get a ton of other people that are like, we want to advertise on your site. I'm like, you have nothing relevant for my site. Right. You know, I had someone the other day, this is not a joke, a drill bit company. We want to advertise on your site. I'm like, but the reason and most I, people take that money, they don't care. Exactly. But I, the reason why I say no is because that's going to put an ad in a place where a relevant guy could have gotten a lead, could have mm -hmm. gotten a connection. And I think it's the same with email. Like we've got to get to the point where these ad systems instead say, you know, put a tracking pixel on an email and say mm -hmm. whether they click through. Well, and here's you know? the thing though, is, is what we see time and again is when we, when we show people what's really going on and we show them, you know, the levers and the, and the dials that they can turn, um, you know, people are incentivized, right? It's the carrot of the stick. And if you empower, if you empower marketers to really truly understand what's going on, because I think, I think a, a large historical problem here has simply been lack of visibility, right? People don't, the best they had was, oh, my deliver, my delivery rate was, you know, whatever percent. Totally I, I must agree. Be, and yeah, you know, where, where we start to be able to show people, well, here's where it went at these different providers. And here's, by the way, you know, all the spam traps you're hitting, you know, or places you shouldn't be sending mail. And here's the places you're blacklisted. And here's what you're, essentially, here's the picture of what you look like uh, reputationally to receivers, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it's a totally different conversation, but it's simply a matter of education at least in, in our experience so far. And, there, and there's two things I want to add on to that is, yeah, number one is visibility. It's showing people there's a problem. Number two, it's providing the context as to why that problem exists, exactly. right? And so like that's you know kind of the icing on the cake. You open their eyes to all these other things. But again, people don't know how the bits of, these, of this story happen, right? We know because we were experts. It's all we did for a number of years. For me, it's all I've done for the last... Oh God, you know, whatever, well over a decade. You You're know. getting old. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but it's all, it's all we've done. And, and again, people still just have that volume based mentality, especially if you're an online retailer and from, you know, uh, let's call it October, you know, through early January, you know, when the CMO is standing over your shoulder and just says, hit the button, print money, right. you know, what are you going to do? You're going to hit the button and, and print more money, right. you know, and all that relevancy and all that targeting and all that other things that you've been doing all year go right out the window right. because every single time you send a message, people buy more stuff, right. you know, and it's proven. And so, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, still that are, I believe, broken on all sides of the fence. Um, you know, but getting people at least to start thinking about these other data points and how to make them actionable, showing them more data, as Ryan said, providing more education um, is is critical. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of what what we do in a variety of ways, both through tools and services. And let's let's walk through those tools and services. So uh, obviously, the just just the at the forefront is your IP based. You know, or do you have the certificates installed that you need installed for like, you know, SPF and DMARC? Yeah, authentication. Authentication. Do yep. you have those pieces? And your system will actually test someone's IP address or domain and, and make sure that those we, are in we place, tested, right? We tested every, on every campaign that somebody sends. We'll check the mail for, nice. you know, all the appropriate things. Or, Which is know. great because people and, sometimes we'll also, move, their, move their domain and they forget to... Record add, changes. Yeah. You know, DNS have a temporary problem. Sure, and sometimes we see most providers accepting records and maybe one provider will mm -hmm. fail it. So we can even show you at a certain ISP how they're handling that record. We've been able actually to point things out to ISPs where their systems were broken and they went, oh my God, how'd you guys find that? And we're like, well, this is what we do, right? right? So we've been able to even work with them to show them like, hey, 
you know, you're failing things that shouldn't fail. You need to go fix this. That's awesome. Um, you know, we, we've also worked with, uh, it's a brand that every single person in the world probably knows and recognizes that had a hugely misconfigured SPF record. Um, they had been a customer of our competitor for, I don't even know how long. Yeah. Day one, they plug in, send a test. We go, oh, this is terrible. How long has this been this way? And they're like, I don't know. We've never, the guy was like, before I got here, Ugh. you know, and so who knows? And I'm like, and okay, this is a huge problem. Right. You need to fix it. And we fixed it for him. And he goes, I, since and, I've been here, I've worked for with people, someone else. And for people that think fixing the problem <laughs> took more than five minutes, right? It did not. It did yeah, not. It did not. On their scale, minutes. it did not, yeah. you know, and it was a, it was a bigger issue, but we identified it right. on their first campaign. Right. And so, I mean, those are, those are some of the things. So, you know, our inbox product, um, you know, really does that, right. It shows you that last mile, shows you a lot of information about your campaign, not only inbox right. placement, so, spam so folder. I'm going to go in order. So first server. So you've got that down pat next is inbox, mm -hmm. you know, so inbox placement, it's going to show you exactly. And it's, and it's a beautiful tool. Basically it's monitoring, uh, basically you export a seed list out of 250. Okay. Add that to your list and it's all different domains all over the world. Right. Yep. You know, and then you guys basically read whether Gmail, Hotmail, whoever, you know, put it in the inbox or put it in the junk. I think we have 105, give or take, different ISPs around the world that we monitor. Um, and we monitor for inbox spam folder or did it never show up? Nice. Um, and that happens with increasing frequency these days. Um, especially with things like DMARC records, when people, you know, say reject this mail if it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't authenticate and align. We also look at things like, hey, did your SPF authenticate? Uh, you know, did did you pass DMARC or sorry, DKIM? And then for the people now, there are more people putting uh, DMARC result headers in the message, and we'll also show that. So really, it's a it, yeah. it, it it's it's about as comprehensive as you can get, and you can drill down and see all the individual headers if you want to do it diagnose a problem. Right. Um, I don't do that. I send them to Greg and I ask him what the, <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we'll send you a bill. <laughs> but uh, but it's it, it's pretty comprehensive as far as understanding. Hey, what happened with my current send? Now there's you know there's all kind and and we can get into the other tools, but there's all kinds of other things to look at as well. And well, and, and right there, right. So uh, you know if you're if you're listening and you've got a list of a hundred thousand, and your average email subscriber is spending you know whatever fifty dollars a year with you. Mm -hmm. Right, it makes a tool like this a no-brainer to go purchase. We, we've got customers that pay us a thousand bucks a year. We've got customers that pay us, you know, way more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but for us, every, you know, the, the little guys are just as important as the big guys because, yeah. uh, I mean, just as you said, right? Just because you don't have a big list doesn't mean that the that the value of each individual right. subscriber isn't very high. Yeah, exactly, and and that's what we're always worried about. We're, you know, we're starting to trim back. We we did, um, you know, we we cleansed our list to get rid of dead email uh, addresses. Hate that term. I, I know, I know you, I know you do, but but <laughs> but it was good. Dead domains, you know, everything else. We were sending to dead domains. You <laughs> I know. I, well, that's a that's a whole nother. Topic that we can spend a lot of time on, but I yeah, know, I know, but but it uh, but it's one of those problems that people, you know, uh, and the next step. Here's what you'll like, you know. The next step is activity. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to take a look at someone that hasn't opened or clicked in a year and take them off the list. 
if there's no use in sending them. Yep. Well, in right? 12 months, you run the risk of those accounts having been converted to spam traps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we want to get those off the list later. And I say a year just because of seasonality and everything else. Maybe they do love you know, our e-commerce, you know, tips during Christmas season or whatever. Yeah. But again, there's, you know, that those are things that you could, you, you don't have to remove them in that. You could case, segment you know. them. But again, every, yeah. I mean, as you know, I, I was, Not for those great. who don't know, I, I, I met Doug, we worked at exact hard together well over a decade ago. Uh, we were both very early employees. I was kind of the first deliverability nerd they ever hired. And, yeah. And, um, you know, after I left Exact Target, I became a consultant and I worked with a lot of, you know, other ESPs. Yeah, but you don't do it justice. So, so when Greg was at Exact Target, he actually worked closely with the guys building the outbound mail management system to build the right tools for deliverability. Yeah. And so I think, I think you, you stepped up the, the evolution of deliverability in, in the email industry significantly over there. Yeah. I mean, and, and you it just was don't, fun. You don't brag on yourself enough. No. And I mean, I, but... And part of that is, you know, a lot of things we're starting to build at 250 OK are things that I wanted to build at Exact Target, um, and and nobody's done it before. And so it's, uh, you know, we are now pushing past, you know, what we've called phase one of our business internally, and you know, moving on now to you know real innovation yeah. and, and doing real things. Again, it's it's solving some of these problems right here. As a consultant, when I when I left there and I worked with brands and other people, the, the two problems I saw with brands were either number one, they collected nothing but an email address, so they couldn't tell you anything about a subscriber whatsoever. Or they threw out the phishing net and and tried to collect a hundred attributes. Had a had a form that was way too long, and then I'm like, how do you make this actionable? What are your goals with email? And they always say, well, to generate revenue. Well, you know, yeah, of course, I get that, you know, but but what, you know, how, you know, what are you trying to sell more of? What is your goal? you know, and trying to do that. And then what attributes would help you accomplish that goal? Right. And let's figure that out. And if you're not collecting them at sign up, let's fix that problem first. You know, secondarily, for those that you already have collected, you don't know anything about, let's send them a survey, yeah. maybe incentivize it if you need to, you know, but let's test different things and let's measure all these things. But let's think about it differently other than just sending out a blanket email to people. Right. You know, when we were first at Exact Target, I think the the, you know, what we call dynamic content, the company that we always showcase was Scott's. Yeah. You know, and if you remember yeah, those they guys, did a great job. they did it. They did an awesome job because they would break everything down into geographic region of yeah. the U S like nobody in New Mexico wants a snow shovel yeah. email, you know, in December. But if you're in Maine, if you're in the Northeast, yeah, of course. If you're in the Midwest, they even, they even did a cool thing where you know if everybody in the Northwest was complaining about grubs, yeah, they put out grub alerts. I and guess they, I was confusing so they, them with Home Depot. They, Sorry, they, they don't sell snow shovels, but. Yeah. <laughs> but they tapped into their call center data, sure, to see what was you know rising in complaints, and then and then basically preemptively selling to that, which was freaking brilliant, right? Yeah, and and I mean they're statistics were off the chart. I never once had to talk to them about a deliverability problem. Yeah. Never, not one time, right. you know, and, and conversely, you know, um, you know, you talked about list acquisition and, and other things, you know, it always amazes me when somebody says, Oh, well, we partnered with this company and they gave us their email list. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I want to call up my competitor right now and say, I'd love to have a list of all your customers. <laughs> Will you sell me that? 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know what they're going to say. You know, if they even say anything without just hanging up on me, right? Of course, nobody's going to do that. Right. You know, and so stop thinking about it like a volume game and, and become data-driven. You know, start very small, have some very minimal key objectives, and, and start implementing yeah. those. It's great advice. Great advice. Um, uh, let's keep going through the system. Email design, which mm -hmm. is a freaking lifesaver to me. Uh, we had a, we had a problem. A guy called me and he was like, "Hey, the latest version of Outlook, your images are coming massive size, you know." And sure enough, you know, I had to go make another tweak to our template to get those to fit. Thanks, thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> um, they just seem like the people that just caused me the most problems. <laughs> uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, so that's another piece is that I can uh, basically, again, in 250OK, I export a seed list. I, I set it to, to uh, a design up, and then it goes into your system. A day later, I get an alert, and I have basically how my email looks across every mobile device, every inbox, every you desktop. You have it a minute later. Yeah. Well, I don't send right away. Oh, okay. I always send, like, the next day <laughs> and stuff. So so good good point. Yeah, you could send specifically to that. Um, but it's, it's incredible. You would be amazed, especially if you built your own email, which I would tell people people you're crazy <laughs> nowadays if you want to do that just go buy one that's tested yeah um uh but if you built your own email chances are you know half the people that's great maybe your inbox is 100 percent, but nobody can actually see what your email says yeah that's yeah because the, next the step, font right? is one pixel and <laughs> yeah and now and now you start doing that not only across providers but yeah. devices yeah you know tablets phones you know all this other stuff right yeah becomes exactly a problem. but you know, the the cool thing is, is that we're kind of on the front end of some major change in that area, too. So if you look what Google's doing with their Inbox app, if you look at what AOL's doing with Alto, well, now they're under Verizon. Now they have Yahoo. You know, I would imagine they're going to expand that over to a couple hundred million other users. Microsoft is working on something. They're ripping that out now and displaying it themselves. You know, they are controlling the display. AOL's doing it with cards. Inbox does it with something different. Microsoft is doing something different. So they're saying, let us control that. Yeah. You know, put the code in there. We'll take it. We'll display it. We'll own that. Yeah. You know, and, and they're kind of doing some of that themselves. So You'll, and you might crap all over me for doing this, but but I added a – my problem, I had a description of my email at the very top of my email. So it was static, never changed. Yep. And so I was getting – I was – getting sent to the spam folder. And so now I have a dynamic top, but it's one pixel display none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my deliverability is good. Like, like, I mean, but all those I'm things like, matter, right? I, I mean, know, but it's crazy, right? You know, I mean, it's, it's these little tweaks that can make or break your absolutely. email making it to the inbox. Sure. I mean, and we've seen things like, you know, I've seen things like even – addresses used in in the footer you know cause problems phone numbers in wow. the footer cause mm -hmm. problems it's commonalities right they're looking for commonalities across messages people don't like yeah. and yeah. if there's if there's a you know a big red you know shiny thing that sticks out as a commonality across all your messages that can cause a problem that is fascinating you know um what a world we live in so design and then uh, you guys just added alerts, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh, it, it in and of itself isn't necessarily a product, but what it does is it allows yeah. people not to have to spend, uh, you know, all their time in the interface. You can you can well, configure. What, what it's great for me is it's a nag, mm -hmm. right? 
I know I need to go fix a couple things. So getting that email on a regular basis saying, hey, you're still broke, you're still broke, yep. you're still broke. Well, and for you know. some people we have, you know, a lot of clients that send a lot of transactional mail. It's automated, yeah. right? And I consider anything kind of triggered-based transactional. It doesn't have to be just a purchase receipt right. or password reset. Right. Some trigger caused a piece of content to be sent, yep. right? And so they have our application set up to automatically test. And they're not going to log in, as Ryan said, all the time. They don't want to live in our UI. You know, that mail's on autopilot. It's off doing its thing. And they just want to know, hey, if there's a problem based on whatever I deem the parameters are for a problem to exist, send me a type of alert. But they can also send different types of alerts for different severities of problems or different types of problems. Um, you know, and so, um, you know, that's kind of why we we built that. But you know, I, I would say this about us and, and you know, Ryan and, and the work that he and his team have done done is, you know, we're a very, very good product company. Yeah, um, you guys are. You know, a phenomenal product and, and software company. And we do a really good job of taking, you know, user feedback, listening to our customers, and they see it happen, yeah. right? It doesn't just happen in, in months. We don't go out and talk about what we're going to do. We do it. Yeah, I agree. Know, and, and it well, shows up quick. Well, and the other, the other part is, you know, whether, whether you're a sophisticated marketer or not, you log into 250, okay, and it makes sense. And that's the other thing that I really like is the your your interface is not cluttered. It's not you know hard to get around. You know exactly what you're looking at. Well, and that's you know there was a company that we used at Exact Target when when I was there, and you know uh, one of the deliverability guys, a uh, colleague of mine, you know really said it best. Um, and for me as an email nerd, when I would log into this platform, oh, it was. You know, nightmare. I, oh, I loved it though, right? Because yeah. I knew what all the data meant. Right, you're a geek. You know, yeah. yeah, subject matter expert. I knew exactly what all that meant. I could immediately identify the problem, fix a client's problem, and move on. Yep. The problem was, is I tried to show that to a customer. You know, a marketer looked at it and they had a panic attack. Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. "What is this? Yeah. I don't know." You know, you know, I have no idea what this means. Yeah. You know, you could show me. You know anything else and and you know I, but i have no idea what this represents you know is this bad right. you know i i don't know you needed to make it pretty well and usable right and red and green it, usable right so <laughs> that helped even and that x's and check marks for a couple but, blind people <laughs> but they did that though right i mean they had you know red yellow green and people still didn't understand right there was right. there was really no context around there was no other things and so you know, it's kind of what I call, you know, and I think Google's gotten better at not to throw them under the bus, but, you know, you know, certain things, it can, it can have all the functionality in the world, but if nobody knows how to use it, what difference does it make? Totally agree. Nobody's going to use yeah. it, right? Except a very small percentage of, of your high-functioning customers. Yeah. And so, you know, we do a really, or have a really good balance, I think, of, of being able to do that, um, you know, and Ryan and, and Alex, who does all of that work for us, do, yeah. do a really good job of that. They do a fantastic job. Uh, so people can request a demo through your site? They can. So 250ok250ok.com. Um, you guys going to be at any any events coming up? Uh, yeah, I know you, I know you're always traveling. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of partner summits that we go to. Um, we're starting to do a lot more things in the uh, receiver community, building you know more tools for hosting companies, ISPs, right. and things like that. So... 
I will be uh, at a couple of partner summits next week in Vegas. After that, I'm off to Europe for World Hosting Days. Um, we have the was it Email Innovation Summit coming up. Uh, we'll be at the uh, EEC conference also. Hey, tell them, tell them Doug said email hasn't been innovated in a long time. <laughs> uh, I think we'd argue with you at 250 OK. <laughs> 250 OK is the result of... <laughs> That's true. I mean, but right? yeah, I mean, it, it, it is true, right? And you know, there, there are several things that are, are broken that, you know, are, are getting fixed. Yeah. Uh, but thank DMARC, God, thank God you guys are, I mean, you guys are push pulling and dragging in, in certain everybody directions, forward. In certain yeah. directions, in some ways, you know, ISPs are doing a better job. Again, with some of this display stuff, they're doing a better job. With some of the filtering techniques they're doing, they're doing a better job. They're starting to provide more tools back to senders. You're to, making to, me feel a lot better about what's going on in the email to, You should. You know, there's a lot of work. I'm not usually, done. usually I'm just pissed off because I look at the chart and it's going down and I'm like, damn it, I got to go do something else now. Well, you know, quit spamming people and like you probably <laughs> wouldn't have those problems. Um, you know, but, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, one thing I did want to say too is the community has really come together. If you look at what's, you know, some of the things I'm probably most proud about, about the email community is when I started Exact Target, whatever, it's been now 13 years ago, you know, we barely just had SPF. That was just right, starting. Right, right. First form of authentication. And then, you know, Yahoo was working on domain keys. Cisco was working on their own thing called Identified Internet Mail. Yeah. And, and it was really at that point where they went, wait, guys, there's there's good and bad to both these technologies, that they smashed them together and created DKIM. Yeah. And the industry really came together to do that. There were people from the sender side. You know, right, right. I hate saying sender side because Gmail sends a lot of mail. Right. You know, but the email marketing community, if you will, the email service provider community participated in that. Yeah, a bulk, lot of good consultants. Guys, yeah, yeah uh, you know, a lot of ISPs, you know, filtering companies. It was just a, a great community effort to, to get that spec and get it published and get people adopting it. So, you know, that was really awesome. But what then happened with DMARC and now truly being able to, to prevent phishing and provide a solution that's free yeah. for everyone to use, you know, and then ISPs now sharing phishing data back to companies right. so they can go take those people down. Yeah. I love know, that. We is, added, we added that with you guys. We, right. We is, added the feedback back to loop back into 250 okay so we get that now yeah, yeah. and again feedback loops right yeah. they're sending complaints back you know we've seen this evolution of transparency yeah. you know between both sides um you know and it, you know it's always irritating when you hear a sender say you know well hey mr isp tell us what to do and we'll do it right. tell me what i have to do to get to the inbox they're like we've told you you still don't do it yeah. you know like i'm not going to let your spam in because users don't want it yeah. you know and Get over yourself. You're not as awesome as you think you are. What does the sign say on our door? We have people that solicit at our office every time. And I, I think, you know, uh, I think it was Ryan who put typed out a little note says, you know, no matter how awesome or, you know, your product or services, we're still not interested. <laughs> right. So I know you think it's awesome. I know you think you've done the best job in the world and everybody wants to hear about it. They don't. Right. And so, you know, but measure those signals, monitor those signals, you know, put the context around it, you know, to know kind of how they affect, you know, the overall results. And, you know, you can start doing a lot better. I like it. So, so personalize your customer experience through your email, use segmentation, use personalization, maximize those. Yeah. Listen to what the data is yeah. telling you. Yeah. And, and if, then, and yeah, then but utilize. don't. Don't aim for the moon, right. you know, like, I mean, you know, right. e even a lot of customers that use us, they all want to ask us a million questions about our API. Right. 
you know, and from the time they start using us and very few of them actually do. Right. And I'm like, it's great to have that goal, yeah. but let's just yeah. start off somewhere first that's actually actionable. Right. Let's check right? your SPF record and see yeah. if your let's, IP address is Let's wrong. start collecting some data, right? And <laughs> right. see what it tells us. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, go to 250ok.com, uh, see where Greg is on the road next. And yeah. Where's Greg? Yeah. We get you a Where's Waldo? I need a hat. Thing. Yeah, you need a hat. <laughs> and uh and of course you got they can call you guys too, right? Uh Absolutely. yeah. 855250 okay. Okay, Fantastic. And then and then I should add, you know, you guys have services as well to help ISPs, ESPs, uh Absolutely. you know, and and senders. So, um you're a full service shop. So, thank you so much for being on the show. Sorry it was sorry it took so long. And yeah. uh We'll have to do it again in five years. After I, unsub <laughs> after I unsubscribe you from my list. <laughs> you ought to call us. <laughs> yeah. no, thanks. The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.